podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. This is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Episode 236, the Land Sport Aviation Showcase with Jana Phillip, coming up next in this episode of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Now here are your co-hosts, Victoria Newville, Eric Crump, Larry Overstreet, Russ Rosleski, Tom Frick, Rick Felty, and Carl Valeri. Well, everyone, welcome to the Stuck Mike Avcast, the show about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Today, we have a special guest, Jana Phillip, who's the administrator of sport aviation for the Deland Sport Aviation Showcase. But before we begin, I have a few announcements for you. Uh, first of all, a quick word from our sponsor. Take it away, Larry. Do you want to pursue a career in aviation as a pilot, air traffic controller, mechanic, or dispatcher? Or do you just want to earn that commercial or instrument rating, but you need help paying for it? The Aerospace Scholarships Guide at AviationCareersPodcast.com has over $50 million in available scholarships. Many of these go unused because people don't apply for them. For just $10, you'll receive a full-year subscription to the guide, which is updated monthly. Every scholarship is personally verified to make sure it's accurate and still available. More information is at AviationCareersPodcast.com. Well, Larry, thanks for that. Uh, don't forget uh, our sponsor, Aviation Careers Podcast. You have scholarships, career coaching, and interview preparation. The most recent update to the scholarships guide, 79 new scholarships with four updates and a whole new uh, scholarships category called scholarships for adults. And uh, something else that uh, is important, I know some of you know people that are in aviation careers. Don't forget to let them know that a lot of people are saying they don't they want to hold off on coaching to let other people get involved because of what's happening right now in the industry. Uh, just go ahead and tell them to book it. I've actually taken the month off just to help people uh, with transitions, either because they're uh, being furloughed or having on leave of absence, etc. So something that we're doing, a real important announcement there. Also, if you're someone that wants to help out with the scholarships and uh, wants to make a difference in someone's life, be, consider becoming a patron of this podcast and all the others. Uh, just click on the Patreon account button, uh, become a patron, and what we will do for $10 a month, we give away uh, one scholarships guide uh, for every $10 we raise. So that's a lot. Uh, and you're going to enable somebody to be able to move forward in their career and their flying life because it's not just for people that are looking at careers. It's everybody that uh, is is looking to get into aviation. One other thing, too, don't forget our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash expertaviator. We have a brand new video out there talking about um, Sun and Fun and the fact that it actually has uh, been canceled and what you can do as far as your tickets and everything. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to bring in my co-host here. So uh, welcome to the show. First of all, I'm going to bring in Matt. Hey, Matt, welcome to the show. It's uh, Matt Len is actually joining us today. Uh, good morning, everybody. Nice to be on the podcast today. Yeah, and Matt actually is our new program coordinator. He's helping out with scheduling interviews, and everybody asks, you know, how I can become a guest on uh, Aviation Careers or on Stuck Mike Avcast. He's the person that can put that together, is also helping us coordinate the events that we go to. So uh, welcome, Matt. This has been awesome to have you here today. Uh, thanks. Like I said, I've, uh, I've been a fan of your podcast for years and decided 
I want to help as well. So thanks for letting me uh, help everybody. Awesome. Thanks. And before we introduce our guest, uh, Bill English is also joining us. Bill, welcome back today. It's good to hear your voice. Yeah, good to be back. Thanks, Carl. Yeah, it's uh, we're all on the lockdown, it seems like, lately. So this is the only way we get to, because of social distancing, get to talk to each other. Also joining us uh, from actually Lakeland, Florida, not far, a stone throw from uh, my microphone, is Larry Overstreet. Hey, Larry, good to see you. Hey, everybody. Good to be here. <laughs> and uh, Larry and I did that video. That was so much fun doing that video the other day. A little challenging, though, with the social distancing, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, you kind of got to stay six feet apart and, you know, the cords are only so long. <laughs> uh, and uh, also joining us is 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 uh, Tom Tom Frick. Welcome uh, to the show this evening. Hi, Carl. Good to, good to hear from you, man. It's uh, it's been a very challenging time, I know, for for quite a few people. That's for sure, uh, and for those that are involved in aviation. But uh, we're having fun though flying. I know Tom and I went flying not too long ago. Not too long ago, but I think I've spent more time on the ground here recently than I have in a very long time. Yeah, I think it's true. With I think all, I'm starting to develop a little twitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't let that happen! Don't let that happen. But uh, anyway, Tom, again, um, we uh, we had a great time. We have some photos, uh, some video from that that I use. Some I never got the video of the two of us, but if you look out on our Instagram page, uh, you can actually find it there, and also on our Facebook page, some of the pictures we took. Now entering cruise flight. What's really important is the fact that we try to promote aviation and also all the different air shows in the area and uh, people that are really promoting uh, all types of aviation, especially uh, sport aviation. Today, again, I said we have Jaina Phillip from the Deland Sport Aviation Showcase. And Jaina, it is so awesome to have you here today. Thank you. It is my pleasure to be with you. And Jaina, you know, one of the things that we have done in the past is uh, we've you've helped out uh, with a lot of people in aviation, and we've uh, actually been able to help at Stuck My Gavcast with your part, and that's uh, through the Showcase Live. And I know Tom Frick and also some of the folks from uh, the, that volunteer at Sun and Fun traditionally are there, and a big shout-out to uh, everybody, Dave Schalbetter, for helping there. The And before we get too far ahead of ourselves, one of the things that I love is being able to look at pictures of airplanes and people talking about airplanes. And the Showcase Live was a great, great idea, Jaina, and that really big, big success. Um, but uh, but th- so we don't get too far ahead. What exactly? For There's some people that are probably listening right now that don't exactly know what Deland Sport Aviation Showcase is. So, so what is Deland Sport Aviation Showcase? Okay, let me back up a, a few years. Um, I was recruited by the city of DeLand, and they had an initiative, and they dedicated 40 acres on the east side of the airport to develop manufacturing and just an all-encompassing center for sport aviation. We also brought on this show an annual event to bring people to DeLand, so the two go hand in hand. This year, we will be doing our fifth annual show. And I'm happy to say that the village is up and ready for ground leases to go out. So these lots are totally prepped. Um, You've got the sewer, the electric, the parking, the lighting, everything is there. Um, We're ready for tenants. So the village is uh, something that is, I think is awesome. Um, 
it's a lot, there's a lot more to it than I expected. Uh, in my mind, before I saw the pictures online, I was like, oh, it's going to be like a row of hangers, et cetera. But this is a multi-stage, multi-year project, is it not? It really is. Yeah. It took three years to get the infrastructure in place. And we wanted to make sure it was just right, dedicated to the recreational aviationist. And um, again, it, it took a while, but we're ready. You know, I think a lot of people, when they think of Deland Sport Aviation Showcase, uh, they think light sport aircraft. And um, it, although it's true, there's a lot of light sport aircraft there, but it's more the, the sport aviation enthusiast. So I'll ask you this. If I'm flying a 172, should I come to the Sport Aviation Showcase? You are welcome. You certainly <laughs> are. We start um, with the powered parachutes, powered paragliders, and certainly go up through the ultralights. And in fact, we've got a couple of manufacturers on our Deland campus of the ultralight category up to the LSAs. And this past year, we included four-seaters. Well, that's good to hear because uh, I, I know, you know we're all pretty much involved in the, in the field of sport aviation. Really, it's more the kind of a more of an affordable type of aircraft something uh and we all you know this is how we get our start this is where aviation starts in in sport aviation uh so that's really why i love that environment the other thing too as far as the the sport showcase one thing that i'm sure you hear this all the time jana is that it seems to me when i'm there it's a much more intimate show where I can actually reach out and and touch and talk to people and vendors, et cetera, for a much longer time than, say, some larger show. So maybe you could give us a feel possibly about that as far as both the the fact that they're a little more intimate and maybe even, you know, the difference between, you know, how many people actually attend this. Sure. By design, this is a show where Every aircraft on the field can get out and fly all day, every day. And if you're doing your comparable shopping, you know, you're down to those final few, or if you're new and you just want to see what is out there, it's a place for the manufacturers to demo. We have showcase live flights at noon every day where an aircraft takeouts like every five to eight minutes, and that's their dedicated time. And the announcer tells all about that aircraft, and then another eight minutes, another one goes, another one goes, and we'll do that for an hour. And then at 4 o'clock every day, it's an opportunity for the short takeoff and landing folks to get out and show what their aircraft can do. And also inside The indoor exhibitors have all the avionics and everything that you would need for your plane and for the pilot and for the pilot community. So it is only that one niche of sport recreational aviation, where if you go to Sun and Fun, you get get it all. Where you come to Deland, it's that one segment. But it is all-encompassing of any aircraft that you fly for fun. Yeah, I love that fact that is uh, that that little niche and the fact that it is up close and personal. It's also 
on the same road as Sun and Fun. So if you come here, you can just drive up to, to I-4. It's not too far off there. Uh, so for people that don't know Deland, if you're listening to this on the West Coast, you're going to be over here. Um, first of all, when is the show this year for 2020? And then in general, when is it? And then also, where exactly are you located? And uh, what's a big city, say, that they could uh, reference? Certainly. Um, this year, we are again going the second weekend in November. So it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday show, November 12, 13, 14. And as far as location, we have just got a dynamite lo- location. We're 40, 45 minutes east of Orlando, 18 minutes from the Daytona Beach. Emory Riddle sits over there. We've got intersecting interstates, I-4, I-75, I-95. So if, it, if you're coming from any direction, you can find the Delance Sport Aviation Co- Showcase. By the way, um, to get your spouse, uh, your partner involved in the Sport Aviation Showcase, there is something I, I like to stress to people. And this is something I, I feel embarrassed that I just recognize this. What an amazing and beautiful town the land is. Oh, my God. Driving into the land, I was like, I almost stopped and said, wait a minute, why don't we hang out here for an hour before we go to the air show? Absolutely gorgeous. They have a campus there for Stetson University, and they have many different shops, et cetera. And maybe, Jana, you could tell us a little bit more since I'm kind of new to the land. I mean, they have uh, beautiful shops, et cetera. What, what do most people come to the land for? You know, it's a wide variety, and it's awesome. Because Stetson does it right downtown, we've got all the boutique shops and eateries, and you can just park and walk a few blocks up and down. And I've been here almost five years, and I haven't even been in all those shops. They're they're just dynamite, but you go in and you stay a long time. And a lot of it also atmosphere and just the friendly personality of being in a college town. But we also have a lot of outdoors. Um, We've got Blue Springs State Park, Deleon Spring State Park, and you can just go spend an entire day there. And that's not even to mention if you would go to the beaches and work in close proximity to uh, New Smyrna, Daytona, Daytona Shores, Orman, Flagler, or you can go the other way and within 40, 45 minutes be in Mickey land. <laughs> I like how you say that Mickey land and who yeah. doesn't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the drive out to the beach, this is something else that I think is wonderful about the city you're in is the fact that you have such a variety of beaches you can go to. If you're somebody that's looking to fly in, you all think about Daytona beach uh, I think it's a great idea to fly into the land. That, we're a testament to that. I know Tom and I, and, and Tom and I just absolutely enjoy this trip. We decided to go to the East Coast and fly along and take a look, take some pictures of the shuttle landing facility, et cetera, and, and NASA and all. And then we went over to Deland, and they had some amazing little restaurants there. And gosh, you know, sometimes you can get a rental car there 
uh, cheaper than heading over to Daytona sometimes. And I've, and I've done that. I mean, we've gone over there and we've hung out and I've rented cars over there and driven around and absolutely love. And I know when Tom and I went, we went to that, uh, that restaurant there and Jana, maybe I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Maybe you could help me out there. There's one that's like a, like a, a bar that you overlook the runway. Yeah. We're blessed with two actually. So at skydive to land, you've got the perfect spot and that's a bar and restaurant and literally the skydivers land just outside the window. So you can watch that all day. And I think the one that you're probably talking about was the gin mill restaurant. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And they've got outdoor entertainment, um, live music, I think four days a week. And it, it's a great spot as well. Yeah, it's it's so much fun flying in. You jump out, you you look down there, and Tom, I can't remember uh, what was that thing we uh, we ordered uh, originally. Uh, I think it was um, something really healthy. I can't remember now what it was. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was like a fried bologna sliders or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. They were amazing. <laughs> they, they were like really good. I've, I've never seen that on the menu. I'm gonna have to take a look. <laughs> yeah, you have to try it, but uh, but it's probably not in anybody's diet. That's for sure. <laughs> but I, I know when we took off, we had to do a weight and balance afterwards. But some terrific food. Yeah, though. we did. We were we were kind of living on the edge that day. We were all excited because of the shuttle landing facility, and we landed there and saw fried bologna and thought, "Oh, gotta have that." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and Tom, I mean, wasn't that? Like really cool, the fact that you could just ta- you basically taxi up right near the restaurant, and you're there. You jump out, and and just remember, we were there just not too long before that for the showcase live. Right, actually, the show had only been over a few weeks, and and um, we landed, and and yes, you can taxi right up to the restaurant. Whole bunch of other people. There's people already who had eaten and coming out, and um, you know, nice pilot community. It was easy to get fuel. I mean, it was a very nice stop. Yeah, so and- if you ever in the area, the land is definitely a destination. So it's not just the show. It's it's everything about the land and the showcase and things that go on all year long. As a matter of fact, they have this beautiful new building there. And Jana is now. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's like the administration building or that that like terminal building. So tell or tell me a little bit about that building. It is. It's the Lee Matusik Airport Management Center. We call it AMC for short, the admin building. And that is where the airport staff is. But we have meeting rooms that are for the tenants and for the industry to use. So keep that in mind. If y'all came to the reception that we hosted um, at the end of either day one or day two last year. And we debuted that building. Those meeting rooms, it was built to be used by the industry. So we welcome. And that whole, that area that's in there is just absolutely gorgeous. But also there is another building with the FBO in there that uh, there's like a flight school over there. So there's mm-hmm. there's quite a bit going on. There's a lot of aviation happening throughout the year in the land, isn't there? There is. And it's just a fun airport. And I have to just hats off to the airport manager. He keeps all the communicate, all the communities in communication with each other. So skydive to land, the Naval Air Station Museum, our local EAA chapter, 
commemorative Air Force. We've got manufacturers, chief aircraft is there, and Delant Aviation, which is our FBO. Everybody just works in conjunction with each other for the betterment of having fun flying. And it, it is a fun spot to be. Now, you just said something there. Um, there's a museum, a Naval Aviation Museum. Now, I actually have not been able to visit it uh, other than the outside there. So tell us a, a little bit about that and maybe when people can go visit. Okay. We actually have a shuttle during the showcase that goes over there. So if you come to the showcase, park your car, you can get in the shuttle van and go over and it's continuous running for the fans, so we'll bring you back. But it is a group of volunteers that have just preserved um, the original beginnings of our airport, which is a Naval Air Force base. And they do um, field trips for schools. There's just always people in and out of there. It is run by volunteers, so I believe they're open three days a week, but they are open during the showcase. And they're wonderful volunteers, and I'll tell you why I say that. Even though I've only been on the outside, I <laughs> one of the gentlemen was leaving. He says, I'm sorry, we're closed, uh, but I'll tell you about the museum. And it was <laughs> as if I took a tour of the museum from the outside. He spent like 45 minutes with me talking about yep. aviation and what's in there. <laughs> that was probably either... Ed or Harry. And I can't remember his name. He, uh, he, uh, I think it was in the Navy at one point and, uh, maybe both of them were, but, uh, what a sweet gentleman and yeah. just had a, just a modicum of knowledge about everything. I mean, aviation and, uh, and Navy and, uh, they have, uh, what is it? A, a, a 14 out there, a Tomcat that's sitting out there. Is that still out there? It is. Yeah. yeah, and that that I thought was really cool to have that on on the campus there. So yeah, you can take a quick trip, no matter you know during the showcase. You can also go all year round to go check that out, um, and just get like you said a little shuttle. Honestly, you can even walk from the terminal if you wanted to get get over there. It's not that far at all. Um, but but getting back to this whole. Uh, as far as the land sport aviation showcase and all, uh, one of the things I think that's really cool is the fact that it's so much fun from two aspects for someone like me, who's into aviation. Number one, it's fun because I get to actually get up close and personal, get demonstrations about products and about aircraft. I get to talk to people I normally don't get to talk to, but also the other cool part is, and I thought this was probably the most fun for most spectators was at noon every day, having the short field, short takeoff and landing. That was a blast. And uh, there's another person who's not here today with us, but uh, Michael McClellan does a wonderful job announcing the Sport Aviation Showcase live in the center of the field, doing the takeoffs and landings and the videos that are out there. Just just really, really cool. Are we going to have that again this year? We absolutely will. Yeah. <laughs> Michael is a gem. You know, I get as much information to him from the exhibitors as I can. And then he just takes it from there. He is so knowledgeable. Just make sure he's always up to speed. No matter how many new aircraft I put out there on the field, you would have thought they would have been his best friend forever. 
Yeah, Michael and I talked about this. I, I don't know too many other people out there, maybe one other Dan Johnson that, that has that type of knowledge of sport aviation, uh, light sport aircraft and sport aircraft in general, because he just studies and studies these things, and he's really into it. So if you want to know something about sport aircraft, he'd be the kind of person you want to ask. Plus, he has this really cool McClellan fleet, and we've had him on before uh, in, uh, as far as just interviewing him about that. So somebody with a ton of knowledge, it's great to have him just get up there and talk. He had me talk a little bit about it. You know, I was doing some announcing. And uh, I said to him, I said, without this sheet of paper in front of me, I would have no idea what to say. <laughs> and uh, he just does it off the top of his head. Yeah, he I just does. Like, wow. He does. <laughs> and this past year, I was really glad that we got to mic him all over the field. And that was new just this oh. past year. Yeah, that's right. We have everything all throughout. So one of the things you can do, I think, is uh, during the show, uh, there's a possibility. I can't remember if they were doing them or not. Is Can you get up, say, if there's a demo flight? Can you go for a demo flight in some of the aircraft? Absolutely. And we try to promote it as if you're a qualified buyer. It's not just rides, you know, for the family to come out and take a ride. But, um, yes, we get those aircraft out all day, every day. And those are the dem- demonstration flight, I guess, is a great way to say it instead of an aircraft ride. But because, uh, you, like you said, there's a, these are very serious people about sport aviation coming out to the Deland Sport Aviation Showcase. Um, the other thing that I think that is promoted uh, during the event, and I see it when I fly in there or fly by there, I fly by the airport quite a bit, is uh, there's the whole skydive Deland, and there's uh, – Correct me if I'm wrong, but is there two operators out there uh, on the field? And they do, and they're very active, aren't they? They are. And actually, it's all one. And they've been there 60 years on our campus. And it is an operation that just spins like a top. It goes very well. For the novice, the beginner that wants to do a tandem flight, all the way up to, well, if you remember back, our opening ceremonies. We had the Qatar team and they, it was a delegation of like 40 people that had come to the United States to train. They do it twice a year, six weeks each time. And that's who did our opening ceremony for us last year with the fireworks and everything. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, I actually saw it later on on a video, but I didn't get to, to come in for the, that specific one. And by the by the way, too, there's there's a, as far as if you're going to be an exhibitor staying all week, there's many places you can park and get hotel rooms, uh, which they can help out with on the website. Uh, but if you're also – another thing that this is driven by is the people that volunteer. So I want to talk a little bit about those folks. Uh, no air show, I feel, can go off without having a lot of people helping out. And if you're someone, say you, you really don't, you know, you've been there, you've done this before a couple of times, but you really want to get involved, um, what can someone do to get involved with the showcase? You know, there are several ways, but you hit right on it when you talked about the volunteers. You know, I run this show myself. I have a field director for three months out of the year during the show. And then I run it with team leaders and volunteers. And last year I was so blessed. I had 22 team leaders repeat from prior year and I needed to add a couple. So I have 24 teams 
And we have a system where you sign up online, you sign up for the shifts you want to work in the areas that you want to work for or in, and the team leaders are really the glue that hold this whole thing together. They make it fun. They're knowledgeable. They're organized. And, you know, when you're talking about volunteers, you can't have like a series of 10 or 12 trainings to get everybody up to speed. So you really rely on your team leaders to train their volunteers in that specific area. So, and we pull a lot of aviation knowledgeable people to volunteer. And I can tell, I I get the best comments on how the show runs. Yeah, from all aspects of it, whether it's air show announcing uh, to demonstrations to forums. I mean, there's just so many people out there that have so much knowledge. Uh, as a matter of fact, we, we should uh, say one thing, a big hats off to Dave Schalbetter, uh, who helps out with the Absolutely. Showcase Live. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, and Showcase he, Live, if I can talk about yes, that please. for a second, I try to keep the educational forums truly educated educational in nature so they're not infomercials Um, so I had tried to do an indoor stage and let people promote their product but that didn't work so the next year we put we developed showcase live put them on golf carts people sign up and you all Carl and Tom and Dave and Mike Daniels you go to them and this is such a value added um, component for the exhibitor because it costs a lot of money to shut down their shops, come to the show, be out of their shops, stay in hotels, eat, travel, all of that. And then when they go home, they've got the shelf life of this video that's totally professionally done by volunteers. So that's my thank you to Showcase Life. I appreciate it. Yeah, and we love doing it. And it's fun for us. And one of the things, I, and Mike Daniels is also co-chair of that. Uh, hats off to the, all the work that they do. And just remember, if you're thinking of, of going somewhere, as an exhibitor, this is a lot of bang for your buck because this show will give you a video. It would try to get out there and see everybody that wants to be on a video, and that video will be out there to pre- present your product and your service uh, for perpetuity. It's on YouTube. You can use it on the web, on your own website, etc. And uh, I like what you're saying about you know the different ways to promote their the you know the events and the having this neat form, but. They just don't have the time to get away from their booth. And I think it's an awesome right. thing to do. Yeah. With that said, though, do you still, you still do have the form, the, the forms, correct? We do. And in fact, for the past two years, 100% of our forums have been accredited by the FAA safety team for WINGS credits. And we oh. do 24 over the course of the three days. So the but the forms is it strictly for wings or can someone come in and teach you know about the the future of aviation or something like that or you know careers or something like that? Absolutely, yeah. And there's a lot of topics that can be wings accredited, and I work closely with the Florida reps, um, Tony Alfeo, 
and Bob Jacks. And they'll come in and sometimes they'll ask people just to tweak their presentation a little bit in order to accredit it. Yeah, it's amazing how much you can have accredited in the, in the WINGS program, even if, uh, you know, it's tough to talk about strictly careers, <laughs> but uh, if you're teaching people what it takes to get your license to, to become career-oriented, you can actually maybe get some partial WINGS credit for that. But just about anything you talk about in aviation, you're going to learn something. If it's uh, fuels, controls, uh, you know, engines, motors, uh, just how to build, et cetera, there's, there's a way to get some WINGS credits for that. Um, um, but if somebody no, so as far as a presenter is concerned, I kind of want to make this clear. It's just not anybody that usually comes into the showcase. I know you do have people that sell uh, jewelry, but it's more aviation related, that type of thing, and clothing products, etc. Um, but uh, what other types of vendors outside of aviation are there, if there are any? You know, we stay really tight to the aviation field. So it's, it's just. Um, that's our mission and the city officials, we, we live by our mission statements. And I'm not saying that we wouldn't take someone in, but we do stay true to our initiatives and our goals and our purpose. Because I know that shows like this that attract uh, people that are into sport aviation also, there's a great cross-promotion in other industries. I mean, obviously in the boating industry, in the art industry, in the, the motorcycle industry. And you see at some of the, you know, some shows, you'll see a lot of those other vendors and people are like, well, what are they doing here? <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, this is an aviation show. I can touch on that a little bit. We have looked at bringing in high-line cars, not like someone selling them but to show them thinking that it would be the same demographic of people but we have to be careful because we do not want to dilute the audience sure yeah that makes sense and and i think they they do add on to each other it's just uh i think it's great that we do focus there because it's just there's just so much space etc um but One of the things that I, I really enjoy is the fact that you see some of the same people there every year, the same people that are exhibiting and, and actually sponsoring there. Um, so it's it becoming more like a family. And one of the things that it's I, I think is going to happen, I know last year the, the weather wasn't the best, um, but it's it's something that will continue for years to come because – there was there was another big venue that they had uh, in Florida that that's no longer there. So I'm assuming this year we probably can expect a few more folks at the show. We hope so. We do. Again, we go for quality, but we're always looking for that new aviation enthusiast to come in. And I think people are going to be ready to get out and go to an air show. Especially now with what's happening uh, with, uh, you know, this whole the coronavirus. We're, you know, recording this right now in April. Um, we're looking a few months out, and uh, hopefully we're going to see a big rebound in, in the industry and things pick up. But I think there's going to be a big surge of people wanting to get out and, and check out airplanes and just get out and, and just interact with other people in the world. And I think, you know, for you, this hopefully will be a, a good time. What type of uh, impact has it had, though? on the showcase have you felt anything yet i have not um i do 
the registrations for exhibitors after Sun and Fun before Air Venture. So we're just coming into that phase. I have had um, quite a few inquiries from new exhibitors or new to showcase exhibitors. Um, I have plan B in place for growth. So whether it's exhibitors, media coming in, attendees, you know, we'll have those plans in place. We've got a lot of space at the airport. I just need to rearrange it a little bit. <laughs> All right. So going back to now there's a showcase. And then on the other side, we have uh, the village. Uh, give some color as to where where is the village? First, we'll again, summarize what it is. But where are we now as far as the phase of the village project? Sure. The village is on the far east side at the campus and the showcase is on the far west side. Um, again, it, the village is 40 acres that was undeveloped and the city took it and put the infrastructure in. So we can have six new tenants in what I call a moderate recreational size hangar. And we are looking for manufacturing, avionics, showrooms, sales service, home builder assist, um, experimental aircraft builds. And then we are in the designs phase to put in 30 additional T hangers. So that could support the tenants in the village. And then we also in phase 1B is also completed, and that has four building sites that are a little larger in nature. So phase 1A would be a hangar 5,000 square feet to maybe 6,400 square, square feet, and then you could go up to 10,000 in 1B. Over the next several years, we've got phases two, up to a 12,000, 15,000 square foot hangar, and then phase three that could go up to 20,000. So that actually is a large project for what I consider a small airport. So it seems like we're, we're almost doubling in size, all, all that's, uh, or more than doubling in size, uh, the actual structures that'll be on the field. You know, that the airport, it's deceiving because in our business parks, we have over 300 companies. Wow. It's like, wow, I know, where are they at? And the city is putting in an access to the north. So we've been a little congested in the area where the showcase is held in that there's one in and out. And now they're putting in a, a north entrance exit. So there is so much space out there, a lot undeveloped yet. I can't wait to see more development in uh, sport mm -hmm. aviation. So you, it seems to me that you're set up to become the the hub of light sport aircraft, and um, I'm kind of thinking that's what you're shooting for. It is, and again, the city is really um, explicit with mission statements, initiatives, and goals of how to get there, and it is a long range plan. But we do it the right way. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> 
Right. And, and I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad you're thinking this through. And um, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be here for a long, long time. Uh, I know we've uh, done some other sport aviation showcase or sport aviation events. And um, it was unfortunate that the one down in Sebring uh, went away. Um, but uh, fortunate for you guys, uh, I think uh, this is a great location, a great venue. And, you know, excited Thank to, you. to see. Yeah, we're gonna, I, we'll be here for a long time. I, I hope so. And I, I, I think the fact that you're there and involved will help a lot. And there's a lot of other people. I know you're speaking now, but there's a lot of other people that have kind of that same vision and passion for sport aviation uh, moving forward. So I'm very, very happy for that. I'm glad you're there. That's for sure. Uh, I know we've well, worked before in, in some of the other shows and uh, nothing to take away from that. But I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we'll, we'll see uh, a large, large growth uh, in what's happening. They're already seeing it. I mean, like I said, everybody I've talked to has said, you know, the, and this is from the vendor side. If you're thinking of being a vendor there or bringing uh, something that you sell, et cetera, or have a service, one of the things that they all tell me is, yeah, we don't have as many people come through here, but uh, it's a much more efficient show uh, that you, you hear that often. In other words, it's not people really kicking tires. It's people that are really serious about buying avionics, propellers, aircraft, bills, learning about builds, uh, parachutes, et cetera. Yeah, they want to see the demonstrations, and those are really cool, but they want to have a one-on-one conversation uh, with the people that are there and also with the you know the engine manufacturers, et cetera. So that's uh, that is that's the reason that I think you should think about coming to this. If you're thinking about doing a forum, or you're thinking about uh, coming out for the event as a as a sponsor or as an exhibitor, I'd, I'd really highly recommend. And if you're somebody that that wants to support the event, say you can't make it, I think there's ways that they can do that, isn't there, Jana? Absolutely, yeah. And then take a look at our website, and I'm always available to chat. Awesome. Well, gosh, Janet, is there anything else that we uh, may have forgotten about the Sport Aviation Showcase? Again, remind us on the dates. It's uh, November 12th through the 14th, 2020. It's still on. We're excited for that. But uh, anything else we need to know about the showcase that we may not have gone over? I think that is it for this time. I so appreciate you having me on. And I always love to chat about the showcase in the village. Yeah, we and we love talking about it, and uh, we we love helping out and and volunteering there, and we can't wait to come back here the the crew at the Stuck Mike Avcast, and uh, also all the other volunteers that do uh, many of the other podcasts. I would say if you're listening, help out. They could always use more people to help and uh, do some more showcase live, if because uh, you know that's what you do do interviews and and get out there. And I love the fact that I can watch those on YouTube. You can go to the Facebook page, by the way, on the Land Sport Aviation Show case uh, you can also go to their website because the links to all those things are, are right there on their website uh, for the Deland sport aviation showcase it's actually sport aviation showcase.com sport aviation showcase.com uh, you can go to the, all the different event info there the exhibitors the facebook page at the bottom they have a, a, a cool instagram account uh, and when you get to the facebook because we did these as facebook live you can actually see if you want to uh, those same videos we have a link to the videos that are also on YouTube. So either way, you get to watch those. And don't forget, if you can't make it one day, you'll get to see a lot of what's going on uh, right at the show or before the show. We have a couple of interviews, and I know uh, some of those presentations are placed on there too. So uh, especially, you know, uh, like Jaina and everybody else at the show, and uh, we absolutely love it. Uh, it's something that we're passionate about as aviation. And I get one of the things that 
I really love about the show. It makes me feel more like a kid again because I'm around small airplanes and we're talking small airplane stuff instead of all this other big airplane stuff, which I, I just, and it's kind of a funny way to say that, but it, it makes, it reminds me just of how I got into aviation as a passion. So I uh, can't wait to be there again next year, Jaina. Thank you. Thank you so much. And all of you for having me today. Yeah, this has been terrific. And uh, from all of us at the crew here at the Stuck Mike Avcast, I really appreciate uh, your listening. And during these trying times, uh, I really would appreciate your thinking about helping out somebody else. And that's the biggest thing. During uh, any type of crisis, uh, I think one of the things that we should do is try to volunteer more, whether it's at something like this, an air show, or it's out there in the community. Do as much as you can. I know we're on a lockdown, but there's many other ways that you can help uh getting involved in social media just like we're doing here Uh, we may be somebody that's social distancing but this is the best way to do it is online through videos you can learn so much and not only that you can actually go watch most of those vendors and some demonstration videos on some of the takeoffs and landings at the showcase you can watch those now so after you're done listening to this you know i'd I'd encourage you to click off and, and go check those out Anyway, we again appreciate having Jane on and also the other folks here at the Stuck Mike Avcast. We'll talk to you next episode and safe line out there. You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Avcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Avcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production.